Hi, everybody, and welcome to John Hennigan's Old Time Radio Show. So glad you could join us. It's going to be really terrific. we got some really wacky, zany old records for you tonight. Boy, oh boy. It's, it's going to be a swell time. <laughs>
2017. This is an old time radio show, and we're back with uh, John Ward, part two. John Ward, The Reckoning. You made a sequel. <laughs> yes. S- sequels. Electric always... Boogaloo. Yeah. So, what was that? That was like R- Romanian dance music? Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. It was really nice. This yeah. set, uh, um, unlike the one we just did, this one is kind of random. I almost felt like this would be the kind of thing that I would do at home if I was just sitting around myself playing random tracks that I loved. Yeah, cool. Uh, Yeah, that was from Romania from uh, the early 30s. It's an invartita, which is a dance Mm. tune, and you can hear that that reed instrument. It's called a taragato. It's a kind of a clarinet, but not quite. Yeah, that's what I called it, right. Yeah, Yeah, but it's its own Romanian... um, Romanian instrument and it was that track actually was reissued and is on a great CD that a lot of people don't know about that Spotswood put together Richard Spotswood uh, called Blowers from the Balkans oh really yeah it's still in print it's on this little topic label from the UK and it's a terrific collection I gotta look for it yeah Um, the first thing is Super esoteric and really special. I think it's uh, Tralalero music from Genoa in Italy. And that is a kind of vocal music sung traditionally by the longshoremen of Genoa that is sung in bars. And the men, uh, usually I think it's nine men, are all lock arms and sing these traditional tunes vocally with no accompaniment. Huh. And including the soprano voice in there is a is a man, and oh, there's really? huh. and there's also a man blowing into his hand, and he's called the guitar, <laughs> and he kind of does the <laughs> sound, right, and right. it's a fascinating kind of music, and a lot of people might know it from Alan Lomax's Italian Treasury collection, and the CD of Tralalera music on that is probably the one of the greatest 20th century recordings. I think it's huh. just crazy and that song the nightingale performed by this band milan in 1936 the band's called squadra di canto popolare e sola del cantone (laughs) they sing this song called the nightingale that's what you just heard and it's also on that italian uh treasury lomax collection as well not that recording a different version of it obviously but yeah um, it's a it's a really esoteric kind of music. Only about a hundred records of it were made, and that includes all the Italian local labels and everything. Wow. Yeah, Italian. That's a, another rich, rich. Yeah, big time. Yeah, I but mean, it's so interesting. Well, we can just we can get into that later. Okay. But yeah, just some just some fun stuff. Okay, well, that sounded great. All right, so where are we gonna go to next? Well. The next couple are still in Europe. Um, 
uh, a kind of music from the north of Spain, from Asturias. It's a really great kind of vocal music. Sometimes it's accompanied by a bagpipe. In this case, the piece that I picked is not, but uh, it's a kind of uh, cancion asturiana. It's called traditional Asturian song, and and the vocals are really projected and strong and and they just don't sound much else like any other kind of Spanish music. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. unexpected from the, the Ukraine, right? Yeah, yeah. The that's pipes. Exactly, the, yeah. the Duda bagpipe. And huh. I do not believe any Duda recordings were made in the United States, where obviously, as you know, a lot of Ukrainian recordings were made. In fact, sure. you could argue maybe the best early Ukrainian music was probably all made in the U.S. by those yeah. great fiddlers and and, yep. and and all of that. Many of whom, I think, lived in this neighborhood. I, doubtless, yeah, 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 absolutely. And it's and an old uh, Ukrainian neighborhood. Exactly. The, but the Soviets, believe it or not, recorded some interesting Ukrainian music. And yeah, that, was that is a real early... Well, for, for that particular label, Aprilevsky Zavad, the... the that label or that that imprint you should say uh is from 1940 and that's a bagpipe solo recorded by the soviets they recorded a number of of really really strong ukrainian records from that period from about 1940 um some of which were later basically bootlegged and reissued by the surma bookshop in this neighborhood i have one of those yeah on the on that's the surma great. label yeah, i think i got it from you right it's very possible yeah, those yeah. the soviet issues are tough to find the surma issues there's a lot of different surma records but those ones are very very good interesting musically and very different from the ones that came yeah. out in the states you know just huh. different this is from the hutzel uh culture who lived in sort of the carpathian mountains of ukraine and the dis- the title is just Hutzel Kolomaika, and Kolomaika is a dance, and it's just a descriptive title, really. Uh, the guy's name is Oleksa Sukhodolyak. There you go. And, uh, <laughs> but this, I don't know, man. I I don't. I, I think Spain was one of the one of the first loves for me when collecting music from around the world because it's obviously a very interesting and rich and robust and deep and old culture there but it's also fascinating how it's really like an amalgam of deeply prideful autonomous communities hmm. you know whether you're talking about catalonia or basque region or or uh, um, galicia or any of these places and they all have their really different f- musics you know not just i mean i think by and large the public when they think spanish music they think flamenco that's about it. And there are no doubt there's some amazing flamenco performances in the early right. days. There's also a ton of them. But uh, in all these other regions, there's some really cool, interesting music. Have, have you been to Spain and found records there? I have been to Spain, but, oh gosh, it's been over 10 years ago. So not, not when I was hunting for records, no. There are some great collectors there though of amazing collections too well, we went to spain a few years ago and i you know there we just went to barcelona mm-hmm. but uh you know they're big on flea markets and stuff so mm-hmm. we went to a, a bunch of them and i found tons of 78s but actually no nothing from spain yeah okay <laughs> it was yeah. really kind of funny because first you don't think you're going to find any 78s then i like mm-hmm. i f- went to several flea markets with you know one guy had just 78s and then just yeah. in like people's junk you mm-hmm. know there'd be mm-hmm. like little and uh it was you know i found music from all you know i found french music i found north african music a lot of american music and all good stuff yeah i mean yeah. i found like benny nawahi records there like yep. you know good, good like top american stuff mm-hmm. but nothing i was so disappointed because i was hoping to find like, like actual spanish yeah. regional music even yeah. though i left with some good records yeah yeah that's interesting I, I, that i actually happened, found yeah. some uh you know uh 
Stelios and some Martinique stuff. Yeah, that that stuff definitely made it there. Cuban yeah. music too. Puerto yeah, Rican music too. Yeah, I found some too. Cuban records. I mean, I found everything but. And, and, and like I said, I found good records. I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, when I say I was disappointed, I wasn't. Di- I was only disappointed in that. I thought like, wow, maybe I have a chance of finding some. Well, I mean, uh, it just is. Yeah, it's a miracle I found anything. Of course, the yeah. I mean, whenever I travel, I do look for records, but but sometimes you just really need a long time in a place to develop relationships with people to start actually finding things. It's hard. You just get lucky. I mean, I spent a month in Brazil over a couple of times, and I literally found nothing. But uh, I did meet people and and created relationships there that led to finding nice things it just took a long time yeah you have some great brazilian records it took a long time uh but anyway yeah i uh i'm looking at the set list here it's like i i have a lot of european stuff in here i I didn't even realize that i was just throwing together things that that were interesting that you don't even realize yeah yeah so we're going to go to Portugal, where I was last year, and found some great records. Yes, and you may know this very famous and excellent performer, Armandinho, cool. uh, who is just, you know, uh, he didn't make a lot, he didn't make, so, his recordings are tough to find. The later ones, this this one, in fact, is probably pretty findable, but his early recordings are tough, and he's just a master of the, the uh, he, he plays the guitarra, which is the mandolin-looking instrument of Brazil. That's 12 strings. Yeah. Yeah, the guitarra portuguesa. Yeah, they're still all over cheap, too. Some of them, you could get them like cheap out in music stores. And oh, really? Yeah. I saw guys playing them where we were. There was, mm-hmm. a, there was a little, like, Fado-type band doing, like, country Fado-like stuff and great players. Just in a little music shop where we were staying. Mm-hmm. Armandinho was a Fado player, yeah. but he played, you know, obviously Fado is the guitar, which is the mandolin, and then a viola, which is actually the guitar. It's right. a little confusing, but, right, right. Uh, but yeah, he, I think you'll, you'll agree he's just a terrific performer. Cool, let's check it out.
take one of each. Yeah, some string tickling. Oh, that was that was fun. Both That's a total obscurity. That one, as far as I know. Yeah. Uh, the group is called Trio Serena, and they did three records in Milan in 1914, wow. and that's uh, one cut from those. And you were saying that there was no, there wasn't a lot, if any, of uh, instrumental music recorded in Italy like that. That's actually kind of true. I mean, there was some, but nothing like the U.S., where you had the masters like Gioviali and Fazio. Fazio and Giovanni Vickery and. And and trios and duos and things like that, but there was almost none, at least recorded by HMV, which is documentable. Uh, and this was, I think, the only mandolin guitar band recorded by HMV. So period. good. And uh, it's mm. a great er, uh, for 1914. It sounds really good. It's a yeah, very good I acoustic thought it was electric. recorder. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it sounds strong. Um, and. Uh, the I wanted to mention the the previous piece by Armadino, that was recorded the year he died. That was his very last session. Really, and he wow. did like think four or five records in nineteen forty. Also, mind blowingly beautiful. He's beautiful, and yeah. you might notice it's a really mid rangey crapola recording. Yeah, yeah. And actually, I had to take out a huge deep uh, hum that's in it too. Huh. For some reason, when Portugal got back on the bandwagon and started a new HMV series or, or whomever was recording it, HMV was recording it, but I don't know if it was recorded locally or what, they're really bad recordings. <laughs> the earlier ones sound so much better. Something huh. something was up, I that's don't know some what. power issue or something. Yeah, and uh, so I really had to do some work on that one just to EQ it enough to give it some life. It sounded great. But... Um, but Armandino is a master master player for sure. Yeah, great great stuff. Phenomenal. Yeah, I'm glad you like it. <laughs> so, uh, what records have you gotten lately? Well, you know, I'm all over the map, really, and that's what I like that it's fun because sometimes avenues close off to you as a, if you're collect even if you're really interested in something. Sometimes it's just not available. Things come in waves on the collector market, and funny so, how that happens. Right? Yeah, and and of course, you know, we're all on budgets and have lives that don't have anything to do with records, and you know yeah. that kind of thing. And it just depends on timing sometimes, and sometimes things are offered to you privately or whatever that you want to deal with, and then so you're not paying attention to auctions or whatever. But so it's it's really random, but. For me, I think lately I have gotten, oddly enough, I've I've filled in some gaps of some records I've always wanted from Hawaii, for example. You know, I'm not a huge Hawaiian collector. There's so many great, great CDs of that stuff that's out. But there are some, if given the opportunity, I would like to own. Oh, sure. You know? Yeah, I love Hawaiian music. Yeah, and um, I do too, but I think, I you know me, I'm always trying to concentrate on the stuff that's, that's just not available in other forms. So, but I, you know, I'm, I'm pulled by that that too. So, um, Kanui and Lula's uh, Ualike Noalike solo, which is just, you know, phenomenal, um, uh, and a record that I have that will close this <laughs> this okay. little batch of records that I think is is a record I've always wanted. Um, and some, I've gotten some very good Romanian records lately. Some great Sardinian records lately. Sardinia is very tough, you know, tough to get records from. And a really unique style of localized music. 
um, vocal music and bagpipe music. Um, I would say, well, yeah, South America, I concentrate on a lot too. Um, Peru, Brazil, um, whatever I can get. Yeah. <laughs> All good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I try to keep it fun, but I like the diversity of it too, really. Yeah. I mean, that's that's sort of most of the fun for me is never really knowing quite what's next. Yeah. And well, in ethnic music, you, even if you think you know, you might not know. Yep. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. These the, the the stuff on these past two shows is just absolutely phenomenal. Oh, I'm, mind blowing. I'm glad you like it. Yeah. I've got. 26 records I must find <laughs> okay so now we're going to go to Greece right yeah these next two tracks are really special for me um, this first one is by Yangos Tsamatianos and it's a Hoitikomanis If I Were the Hem of Your Skirt I believe is the title <laughs> And I like this it already. was I should I got to credit Dave Murray the collector in in Oakland who did the Longing for the Past um set of um early Asian recordings. He turned me on to this record and gave me my first copy and he said, "Oh, you're going to like this." Oh, cool. And the copy he gave me was his spare and it was really pretty whipped. He's but you know, played okay, but I, it was just one of those records where like I'm just waiting for a better one to come along, you know? But they never do. They're all wiped. Or it's a, it's a really blasted record, you know? You can never get a copy that's reasonable until one day I finally got one from France. I was very happy. And uh, it's, a, it's a terrific accordion record from yeah. Greece. And there's some amazing records. People like to bash the accordion, but that is oh, wrong. Me. You know, not there's me. amazing accordion records from all over the world, yeah. you know? And uh, this is uh, one I of mine. I love accordion music in general. Oh, that's great! I have, a, I have a huge, you know, musette collection. And yeah, exactly. This is amazing stuff. Yeah. But also the second track, I should say, I because both of us like country music. A lot of your listeners like country music, and this is a a piece from 1908 or 1909 from Stockholm, Sweden. Oh, cool! And it is a, a violin trio. Oh, cool. All right. My brother lives over there, so I can tell him to find it for me. Yes. All right, cool. Oh, <laughs> 
Interesting. It could be an Appalachian string. I know. That's that's why I wanted to bring it. I I I revisit that record because of that very very fact and how it sounds. You know, it's from um, what label is that? Well, it was originally an HMV. Right. Uh, This group is called uh, Dalla Trion or the Trio from Dalarna. And on they did two HMV records, and on the records it actually says in Swedish "old Swedish violins." Oh yeah, I see that. And 
one of them, not both, one of them was reissued on Victor in the U.S. And that I have one Victor and I have the other one on HMV. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, and uh, they're a very interesting group, I, I think. You know, uh, that's a bridal march or a wedding march, really. I should say. Oh, it's really pretty. Yeah, I, I love it. I mean. It's not the greatest copy. It's not bad, but, you know, I'll take what I can get. I have never seen another copy. Yeah, never sure, seen another one. Yeah, um, And then before that, we had the Greek music there. The yeah. Manus. The Manus, is, the Manus song is kind of like a passionate lament, you know, really, yeah. with that deep, uh, intense vocal. You yeah, know? it was great. Good vocal. Uh, but the accordion improv is terrific, too. That's like Columbia, when's it from? 1929. Huh. Yeah. Um, you know, it's fun stuff. An alternative to the to the hashish den songs, you know? Yeah, yeah. I've never heard anything like that uh, on a Greek record. It was really good. Really good. You could tell right away it was Greek. It, it, it had all the, the rhythmic and melodic, uh, you know, attributes. Yes. But it, you know, Absolutely. I like record. that little percussion in the background, too. It's a nice touch, too. Yeah, yeah. Ting. Yeah, really nice. Really yeah, nice. I don't have a lot of Greek records, actually. i got to be honest with you. Oh, yeah? That's another daunting area. In fact, some of the stuff I really, really like the most, I've just never been able to find. You yeah. Know? Uh, and it's very, very rare. You know, although there is amazing Rebetica records that came out in the U.S. on Red Columbia and Orthophonic and um, Decca. You know, yeah, I've got some great ones on Decca that I paid like ten dollars yeah. for that are, are like mind blowing. They're really good. There's yeah. some really really good records, and not just that, but Cretan music and yeah. some Epirotic music and some regional music from Greece too. Yeah. Also re repressed from the masters in the U.S. Yeah, yeah, and some of them are just top shelf, man. Really. Yeah, it's it's not my you know I I I, I only like uh, maybe this is what you're saying too, but I only like real specific uh, styles of Greek Greek music, and I've gone through many many records and like only kept a few, but I've been lucky to get some really nice ones. Although well, I don't have a, I don't have a lot either. I don't have a lot. Yeah, maybe I mean I have like fifty or something. It was a very, I mean obviously there was a very really huge recording scene there it's very close to turkey i mean that's just like a crossroads of so many different types of music the music music industry at that early days just flourished in those areas really yeah and it's a fascinating story to me that intermix um it's political it's it's complicated it's rough sometimes lyrically it also deals with censorship the the story of Rebetica and and Greek music in general in early days of recording is 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 like a movie you know yeah, yeah. it's got it all drama yeah yeah okay what where are we going where are we going man oh hey we're staying in Scandinavia briefly okay cool um a Hardanger fiddle tune oh great. Um, Another record I can tell my brother to find for me. And then after that, we're still continuing with the strings, but a uh, very different string piece after that. Right, okay. Let's see what we got.
Obviously, red nickels and his five pennies. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that a rare outtake. Uh, that was. I can't um, believe they didn't issue that one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, deep. That uh, was a performer named Man Tang. I'm You know, I'm I'm doing my best with these pronunciations, but no, you're doing uh, it's than I it's do. not particularly good for anyone who's a native speaker. Please forgive me. Right. Uh, it's. Uh, he was born in 1924, died in 2006. He was an expert soloist on the Don Bao instrument of Vietnam. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. It's the one-string zither. You can tell it really takes a lot of finesse to play that properly, to bend the notes just particularly right. It's, sure, it's sure. really it's a, be impossible a really advanced sound. instrument yeah, yeah. To, to play. It's beautiful, beautiful. And that, that was a piece called Floating Clouds, or it translates to that. Um, and it was recorded, uh, probably recorded in 1957 in the Soviet Union. It was recorded huh. in Moscow. And it was issued both on the Russian label, state label and in a local Vietnamese label. They just pasted the label over it. Huh. <laughs> and uh, they think probably just bought a bunch of copies and, and just plastered the label right over it. That's funny. Um, but it's a wonderful solo, you know, terrific piece, rare item. Um the piece before that, as we talked about, was a Hardanger fiddle, which is the so good. the folkloric fiddle of sort of Western Norway they play there. Um, uh, that piece is called Mountain Rose. Translates to Mountain Rose. The the performer's name Halvor Bratten, and he that was recorded in April 1928 in Copenhagen. He made uh, about twelve sides, about six records. Uh, during those sessions. But he was well known at the time, um, but I think that was his only session. And yeah, the rest is Halvor Broughton history. <laughs> it's great. It's a Be- gangar, which flame. is a specific type of little dance. What's amazing is that you listen to these, and these are dance tunes, a lot yeah. of them, you know? Yeah. There's entire books and theses written about the rhythms in, you know, embedded in those. Again, we just have to pieces. let go of our Western idea of what rhythm is, but yeah, I'd love to see the dances to, yeah. to these pieces. Yeah, I'm telling you, YouTube is a godsend for things like this, you yeah. know, because it's out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll look for some, see if I can post it on the blog. <clears throat> All right, I think we're gonna, we're staying in this general area. Oh yeah. Okay. So these, you know what? This is precisely what we were talking about in the previous. Uh, set we did previous show these yeah. two tracks I believe will challenge listeners oh good and that's the, what we like to do the w- the first one is from Malaysia and it's actually from my excavated shellac blog I figured I'd throw one track from the blog in there for people who may not be yeah and for anyone who's listening tell them about your blog they should go check it out yeah it's, I, it's incredible I started in 2007 It's a, it was sort of a so you've been doing it 10 years wow yeah, it's, ten it's about years. the same time I started this show. It's uh, you know, it's it's uh, it was a way for me to deal with the stuff that I have and, and research it and just throw it out there in the spirit of musical idealism. In a way, I guess I have to say that in a way. Um, but I wanted to share interesting records from around the world that I felt had not 
well, you just couldn't get anywhere else, or yeah. maybe just hadn't been discussed that much, or and I wanted to triangulate a lot of different kinds of information that you couldn't necessarily get elsewhere into one spot. Yeah, it's incredible. It's an incredible resource for music and information and that was the yeah. idea. I'm glad you think that. I mean, yeah. I, 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 it seems other people do too. I don't hear from a lot of people. I, of course, I mostly hear from collectors, you know. Right, right. But I know that there are many, many other people who are not collectors and appreciate the fact that the writing that I have on the site is sort of entry level for anybody. It's as, you can go as deep as you want to go, or you can be on the surface as you want to be. And yeah. it's meant to be inclusive for anybody who just wants to be adventurous with this type of stuff. Yeah, and I mean, and if you just want to go out and sample some music from around the world from this period, I mean, it's incredible. You, you can what's on there. I mean, I know for me personally, discovering stuff, I can't even tell you how many times I've gone on there and there's something I never heard, never would have heard, and then you get to hear it and you get to learn a little bit about it and. That's you know, the idea, see the label yeah. And sometimes track yeah. it down yourself. You know, yeah, so. you never know. Yeah, these some kids, of the records on there know, are common. You say yeah. you can't find these records. You know, yeah, exactly. Except, of course, don't there. do it. Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> uh, Stick to Lady Gaga. Right. Or uh, whatever. Uh, so this piece is is the first piece is from Malaysia, and it's a very very specific local type of music by the Minangkabau people from the highlands of Sumatra. Believe it or not, the record industry went everywhere. They served all kinds of people. It's really important to remember that. I they sell those Victrolas up in the mountains too, right? They're all over. This is yeah. music that was meant to be sold to local local people. Incredible. And the piece after that is from China, and I believe it will test everyone's patience. But that is the point. <laughs> okay, cool. This is me getting, uh, you know, uh, this is your uh, personal revenge. Yeah, or? no, no, not at all. This is this is where you know we're. This is where we're supposed to go. Wow, listen, you know, at least I listen to this and I go, oh my God, this is like an assault on the ears. But it is really important to remember that this record meant something to a lot of people. Well, you, you know, know, again, it's kind of what we were talking about of letting go of your Western ideas. But the assault on your ears today will be the beautiful melody of sometime tomorrow, you know. Yeah. If you absorb this music, you might, Absolutely. You might end yeah, up it's true. listening to it and loving it and actually getting you never it know. on yeah. a different level. Yep, I, I agree. Mean, almost totally. everything I've, I've ever gotten into, the first time I heard it was sounded like oh, some kind of crazy wall of sound. And now mm -hmm. I, I can't believe that I didn't hear it. Way yeah, I'm hearing it now. So it that's it's. You got to start somewhere. It's funny how that works. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. So the, right. these are two <clears throat> pieces for for uh, for people to gear up to. They're they're late in the show, so yeah. you know <laughs> if you've made it this far, chances are you're. There's up a for reward it. afterwards. Okay, cool. <laughs>
Well, that that was great for for those that are still with us. Yeah, exactly. We haven't sent anybody. I bet you we haven't lost too many people. You know, I mean, the thing about that is they really just. They really just overmodulated the. I mean, the recording. Yeah, that's know. part of it. It's really it's an outdoor loud. instrument really that intense. was recorded indoors. Right, you know, right. uh, but that yeah, as if you probably couldn't tell, that's from China. It's recorded about 1926 on the Bika label, the German Bika label, Bika, uh, and it's sort of celebratory music. It's called. Uh, it translates to a song for the birth of a son. And you can probably tell it's, you know, kind of has that feel about it, right? It's, oh, yeah. uh, but this, you know, I, that's just another example of, of music, um, throwing you surprises and, and giving you challenges to make you think as, as someone who is not from that culture, you know, to just learn about it and, and figure out what is meant. That's Cantonese, by the way. They don't credit the musicians on that record, perhaps because it's just a big sort of jam or something. I don't know. But it's not... It could be an opera troupe. I don't know. It's probably most likely. But um, but it isn't part of an opera. It's something else, Yeah, as far as I can tell. Yeah, really yeah. great. And then the thing before that we talked about, but that's from... I, I think I may have said that's from Malaysia. I don't know what I was saying, but it's actually from Indonesia, Sumatra, Indonesia. And... Okay. Uh, it is from 1939 on a local label called Chop Ang Sa, and it was pressed in China. The musicians were from a place called Bukitinggi, and it features the rabab fiddle and the salung flute, and kind of doubling on it, which is gives it a nice kind of deep flavor. Yeah, I but that was, that was really nice. That's a that's a tough record right there. Um, any Manong record would be really tough, but um, it's beautiful sound. I, well, I only it. need one. <laughs> yeah, one of each. Just one, huh? I don't know. It's <laughs> tough to live with just one. Yeah. Um, well, I mean these specific ones, and then other specific ones. Yes, right? exactly. Yeah. Just keep them coming. Throw money, people. We just, <laughs> we just you know. All right, well, again, this was, like, really, really great. Appreciate you doing it. Oh, yeah, my pleasure. It's fun. sharing your... Fun to be back in the city. and treasures with us. Yeah, my my pleasure. And uh, the good news is, for those who um, stayed tough, now you're going to take us to the beautiful uh, mid-Pacific islands, right? What? Yeah, this is just a favorite record. You know, I think it's 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 one of those records I never thought I'd be able to get because it, weirdly it's tough to find. Uh, hmm. It's Gabby Pahinui's first. It's the first solo slack key guitar record ever made. Okay, cool. And I just think it's beautiful. Uh, it's a B side. You know, a lot of the slack first slack key records were B sides. They weren't recorded until after the war. There was no slack key recorded before that. Hmm. Um, and it's a beautiful record. That's about all I can say. It's been reissued. It is known. It's a known commodity. People study Hawaiian music diligently and much better than me. It's just a record I always wanted. Yeah, and, cool. and I love it. There's nothing wrong with that. No way, man. Yeah. All right. Thanks, man. Yeah.
And as for the audience, so long for a while. We love That's you. That's all the songs for a while. We love you. We love your audience. Thanks for tuning in to John's Old Time Radio Show. Ooh, that was nice. Please join us next time, where John will chastise you, call you stupid, and say fuck off. Thank you and good night. Well, I'm great. I'm, I'm going to use that in every show. Every show is going to end with that career. from now on.